Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 11 December 2022. Our bit today comes from Luke 2, verse 30, which says, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. The Christmas season is ramping up, friends. Only another two weeks and we'll be celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ which actually occurred in a manger, an animal barn, some 2,000 years ago. But that occasion was so marvelous and so important to mankind that we've been celebrating it every year since then. And so it should be, because the birth of Jesus Christ was the promise of the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, the Redeemer of man fulfilled. And though the ungodly world has made the Advent season more time of gift-giving and purchasing, of eating and drinking, of simply making merry, we faithful believers must continue to remember and advocate the real reason for this spectacular celebration. That's the incarnate birth of Jesus Christ. So as we gather in the Lord's sanctuary on this His day, let us remember that wonderful occasion through our song of worship, one titled, O Come All Ye Faithful. Yes, friends, this popular Christmas hymn harkens to the biblical story of the birth of Christ. It is considered a reference to the shepherds after hearing the angels singing, coming to Bethlehem to adore, sorry, to adore their newborn Savior. Today, this hymn signifies and celebrates our coming together in worship to adore the loving blessing of Jesus as he sacrificed himself for our salvation. So let's up, offer up our voices in sacrificial praise, in sweet harmony, in a mid-tempo, sincere, and passionate version of the song. Singing, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem, come and behold him, born the king of angels, and we get the chorus here, O come let us adore him, O come let us adore him, O come let us adore him, Christ the Lord, and we move into the next verse, God of God, Light of light, lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb. True God, begotten, not created. And we go into the chorus again, and then we come back into this verse. Oh, sing, choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. Oh, sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Give to our Father glory in the highest. And we go through another chorus. Then come back to, yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be the glory given, word of the Father, now in the flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, my faithful brethren. Adoring our beautiful and ever-loving Lord and Savior is exactly what we need to do. 
His name ought to be exalted from the highest hills for all the wonderful things his humble boat made possible. And the words of the song do convey Christ's majesty despite his being born in a stable. It says, God of God, light of light, lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb, true God, begotten, not created. And yes, that's all true. Christ was begotten like a man, not created, with the sperm of God planted in the virgin's womb by the Holy Spirit, growing and manifesting just like men. And he would live a life like ordinary men. The only difference is that he was the son of God without sin. That's why he could pay our sin debt on the cross of Calvary later on in life. But he was indeed the true light, as John says in his gospel. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. And you can find that in John 1 verse 9. John the Baptist was not the true light, but was sent to proclaim the coming of the true light, that's Jesus Christ. And the scholars tell us that verse means that God's revelation is universally available, but it does not signify universal salvation because to receive salvation, one has to believe in him, as verse 12 tells us. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power or the right to become sons or children of God, even to them that believe on his name. And that comes from John 1, 12. Then the song talks about word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. More awesome truth, my people. And John again informs of those most salient of these most salient facts. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and the Word was made or became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that comes from John 1, 1 to 2, and verse 14, you see, friends, Jesus was in fact a part of the Holy Trinity, a part of the Word that created the world. Then he became incarnate, a man born of a woman, but sinless. And later on, we did behold his glory through his death and resurrection. And you'll notice how the old priest Simeon and the old prophetess Anna gave praise and thanks when Jesus was brought to the temple on the eighth day, as was the custom. The Bible tells us, Then took he him up, that Simeon took up Jesus in his arms, and blessed God, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten or to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. 
and that can be found in Luke 2, 28-32. Now, Simeon had been promised that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. You can find that in verse 26 there. That's why he was willing to go home after seeing Christ. Oh, friends, the song is indeed a call for all Christ's people to come and rejoice at this time of his birth. And though it's an adaptation of a Latin hymn titled Adeste Fidelis, its English translation has been sung down through the years and made popular by many well-known artists. And we'll end with this commentary. I don't know where I got it from, but I like it. It says, the encouragement to come all ye faithful to Bethlehem situates the singer both among the shepherds who rush to see Christ and in the great continuation of the faithful that have traveled to Bethlehem in a spiritual nature for over 2,000 years. Although today we cannot actually witness Jesus in the manger, we can come to Bethlehem in a symbolic sense, we can be there in our imaginations as we allow the Christmas story to hearten our spirits. End of quote, yes. Truly, friends, there's no better way to get us into the Christmas spirit than rejoicing in the world and singing songs of gladness for Christ's birth. So please, let's do just that today, now. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Christ, the greatest mover and shaker, the world has never known and will never know another one like him. And that's the gospel truth, my people. Nobody else to come will ever be greater than Christ or do more than he has done. So please, let's wake up and understand that and get together and start celebrating seriously his birth, his death, his resurrection, and ascension. In other words, let's get serious and start living seriously for him. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Sunday, my people. Much love.